Welcome to the show. You can make money everywhere. One thing you can't make is knowledge or wisdom. Man up with Larry Burtox and the Outlaw Apostle. OMW. Old Man Wisdom. Everyone can be successful if they want to be. So this is the time you don't say stuff you don't want to hear later. Welcome to the show. This is Man Up with Larry Burtock and the Outlaw Apostle. I'm Troy Neff. Larry, dude, finally, we're doing this thing. We talked about this for a while. Get it up yeah. and running. I'm yeah. kind of excited about yeah. this. Let people know what exactly we're going to do with Man Up and what we're about. Well, who the fuck are we? <laughs> Why the fuck do you want to listen to us? <laughs> I already told him I'm going to. Yeah, I just told him let's kind of keep the headphones down and leads into that. So there no, it but, is. Seriously, a little bit, because a lot of, you, you see a lot of content out there either put on by supposedly wealthy people <laughs> or, you know, other people, how to be successful doing this, you know, well, who are we, who are we to give fucking advice to anybody? And, and what I like to call it is old, I, I've accepted my, my oldness now because I'm mm -hmm. 53, so I'm, I'm starting to embrace that, 53, and I call it, uh, OMW, Old Man Wisdom, and that is because a lot of people have knowledge on different topics, especially young people. They think they know it all, they have knowledge because they read something, okay? But wisdom comes from having experience. That's where it is. That's Old Man Wisdom's experience. I get so bent about that because wealthy people, like you're saying, and I love it when you see these younger kids saying, hey, we got three Ferraris over here, learn to make wealth, just send me money and I'll show you how to do it. You can get money anywhere in this world. You can make money everywhere. One thing you can't make is knowledge or wisdom. You either have it or you don't. And a lot of people don't. They just, they focus on where can I make money? They don't focus on how to build themselves. I did not come from a rich background. I came from an actually a pretty modest background. My grandfather didn't believe in giving me anything. <laughs> pretty much, you wanted something? You want a bike? Good, go cut the grass. You right. know, now you see this, yeah. this generation, not to try to get too much into it, but I want a new bike. Okay, what color and what's the style? Let's go pick it out. If you don't like that, we'll get you another one. That, to me, is not helping our generation. <laughs> this is where the wisdom needs to come in from us to let people know what they're really doing. Well, if we're both business owners, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I've had ups and downs. You? <laughs> Some crazy journey, and people learn about that, you know, as we go along. But, yeah, like my family, I didn't even know we were poor, really, until I got older. But we were really lower middle class at best. And I had good parents. I had, you know, the, the new pair of shoes and whatever, you know, uh, <laughs> they were... So, like, this is how old I am. I go back to Palm, okay? You can talk about your your latest, uh, you know, video games, assassin, what the fuck ever, but no. I go back to Palm, where it was, you got it at Sears, and we hooked it up to a little 13-inch black and white TV, and it had two speeds, Mm -hmm. That's, you know, Remember. that was your advanced thing, right? Your two speeds and how big your paddle was. Yep. That with advanced, you had a smaller paddle and, and the ball was actually a square. A square <laughs> that it bounced. And if you got it past the other person's paddle, you got a point. That's that was a game. game. That was, that was, that was video games. That was video games back in the day. But so I like to, I'm going to tell this stupid story real quick. So, like, my parents, I love my parents to death. My mom's passed, but I love my parents to death. And good people, but they used to really get tired of me telling this story that, that at Easter, we were so poor that my, I, had a, I got a hollow chocolate bunny. That the chocolate bunny I got for Easter wasn't even solid chocolate, it was hollow. And true story, as an adult, I was probably in, in, in the you know, early 30s or whatever by then, my parents got so sick of hearing that story. For Easter, they bought me a solid chocolate money. <laughs> you had it made. See, I got the box. My brother got the box. So I, I, mean, I don't know what you're thinking. That's poor. Kids today need to understand what being a man is. They're not being taught, in my opinion, the right way. There's a lot of avenues to go down. It's, 
And it all does start with yourself. It doesn't, you can't look at someone across the street, what they have and say, I want that. You gotta, you have to look at yourself and understand what am I going to do? Not what are you going to do for me? It's what am I going to do? Everyone can be successful if they want to be. No one handed me anything. Right. I have businesses, I have restaurants, I have a brewery in my bar. No one said, here, here's the keys, <laughs> take it over and run with it. Right. A lot of trial and error, a lot of failures, which I never want to say failures, you just learn what not to do. And I'm, I know you've been down that road. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, it's, it's how you learn. But I've always just buckled down, looked forward, and kept going. They don't do that today. There's no other. I, I just didn't never thought there was another option besides keep going. There isn't. There's an option. Uh, quit. Quit. And then what? Nothing. That's the thing. You quit. You have no. You know, and, and it's. I didn't know the word quit. That's how I wasn't raised that way. It's just keep yeah. going till you get it right. Yeah. I had a I had a great family, a very good family, very supportive. They're still supportive today. So and that to me is worth more than any financial wealth you could ever ever grow in your life. To know that you can call up your aunt, your uncles, your mom, your dad, your your sisters, your brothers, your cousins, and have that conversation that you and I at this age in our generation remember was families got together once a weekend or once a month. Always. And there was never a I don't want to go. And I'll tell you one thing you didn't <laughs> see. You know to love when when you see a parent ask the kids what they want to do now? It, it, it fries me. What did your parents ask you what the fuck you wanted to do? Now look, I tell this story all the time and my wife gets so mad about it. But at dinner my grandparents, you didn't ask what you were having. This is what you were having. And if my grandfather was there and you did say it, he said, we have take it or leave it. Whichever one you want, that's what you're getting. The best part is, if you didn't like what you had for dinner, it would go in the refrigerator. Seriously, you knew that was going to be breakfast, it was going to be lunch. Uh, bottom line is you're going to eat this before you eat something else. Because you've got to learn to appreciate what you have. I, I agree with, you know, you got to appreciate, but I hated that. I, I did. I didn't, that's the one thing I didn't do to my kid, because my, my parents did that with, that because I hated peas. And I'm still to this day, I don't eat peas. <laughs> my uncle hates I don't, peas. I don't, there's, I don't eat a bunch of different vegetables. I wish I did. Because with being into fitness and stuff like I am, it, it'd make my life a whole lot easier if I fucking like broccoli. I don't. But the peas, I remember that. And having to, like, you would be punished. Like, we got, but we would, like, today they consider it child abuse. I don't believe I was abused as a child, but, you know, we would sit in the kitchen in the dark, shut the window, because we wouldn't eat freaking the fucking peas. You know, okay, you have to make me something else. But I don't. I, I'm not going to make a kid eat something they don't. They don't want to eat. You know, that's just. Like, I try. I, I, I still try to do that. It doesn't work well. My uh, my son Gabriel can't stand spinach or mushrooms for that matter. And I did do this. I said, No, you're going to eat that spinach. He started eating. He started gagging on it. Almost threw up. I said, Okay, maybe you don't have to eat. This <laughs> yeah, spinach. maybe not. But he tried. Uh, How many kids today? Won't do it. Yeah. They just this. No, I don't want that. Make this or the dinner. Oh, the other thing you didn't see, Troy, that really gets me, and I'm sure there's plenty of people that will disagree with this, but when you go out to dinner as a family, that's supposed to be a time where everyone's being treated. You know, they're, you're being treated to go out to eat. That's not something you're entitled to. That's a, when we went out to eat. It was a treat. One thing that I see today, especially owning restaurants, is kids doing this at the dinner table. I couldn't imagine doing that when I was, there's just, well, we didn't have cell phones then, but <laughs> you wouldn't do that. You paid attention. All of our phones still had cords. What are you talking about? 25-foot <laughs> cord to come out of the cage. Hey, that was an advancement. That was advancement. <laughs> right. it, it, it definitely is, but I think what, what needs to happen is parents really need to understand the way they were raised. Look where they are today. And yeah. how are they raising their children, I'm not saying feed a child. No, by no means am no. I saying that. But if if they're doing something they're not supposed to do, discipline is not really discipline. You're teaching them. Well, it's, you it's you a, gotta teach them how to be a fucking adult. They, they have no clue on how to, uh, like, it's like you realize in 12 months you can be out on your own, right? You realize you're gonna be, like, some of them barely can do the laundry, that you might get them to do the laundry. But they, they just, 
just basic skills of just life and just having to take care of yourself. Living skills they, they don't, don't have. None. It's zero. Parents take care of it for them. Take care of everything. And it makes absolutely no sense. Like cars. That's another one. I've, I've seen where these 16, 17 year old kids are getting brand new cars. I'm thinking, why? Why would you do this? You, you're teaching them absolutely nothing about appreciating something. You'll never appreciate anything more than if you work your butt off and you earn it. That How'd you get? What was your first car? A 1981 Chevy Citation four-door white with red <laughs> interior. It was the ugliest thing I ever had, but I'll always remember that car. How'd you get it? My grandfather got it, and I had to pay him back. I was working in a restaurant. I started working when I was 12 years old uh-huh. in my grandfather's cousin's restaurant, which was Mel Berman's, used to be in Oh, Oregon. yeah, I, I remember Berman. Yeah, see, back yeah. then, I was a dishwasher. They did not have these fancy machines we have today <laughs> where you put a rack, no. you slide it in, you pull it down, and it goes. Yeah. No, 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 no. You stacked, then you scrubbed, then you rinsed, sanitized them and then set them to dry and then when they dried you stacked them back up and took them over to the kitchen so that that's what dishwashing really was but that's where i I worked there as a dishwasher i moved over to cooks i mean i fell in love with cooking obviously it's what i do i absolutely love it but everything that i had i appreciated because i knew i was working for it right you know nothing said here here you go and it's just to me that's what some of the problem with not just with society today, right, right. because now Troy, we have we're talking about kids. We're talking about the 17 and under, but there is an 18 to 30 in my mind right now yeah. that is still being treated like they're 17 and under. Those are the ones supposed to be filling these positions of work that we have right. now. I mean, there's a worker shortage. There's not a worker shortage. Well, till, when did you when did you leave home? How old were you? 18. Me too. Me too. And when I graduated, until those few months when I left, I paid my parents rent. <laughs> it wasn't much, but I paid them. You know, that's... It, 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 it's... Well, see, I admired my family because they all were hardworking, but just great people. Just like your family. They, they welcome me in your home at any day of the week. Come on yeah, in here. Sure. Hey, we got dinner cooking. Have something to eat. That to me is what my foundation that I remember being. And also earning what you have. I remember my uncle working his butt off and moving all over the place. He was in a, worked as a supervisor for the Ohio Turnpike, so it was my aunt. Right. So they moved around a lot from terminal to terminal, but they always worked. Um, my grandfather worked 48 and a half years for the railroad, for Chessie System. He wanted to work to 50, but he had a stroke, so he was forced to retire. I mean, this is what I've grown up to know is you work for what you want and it's it's what you do with your yeah. life. This is something that I learned from my aunt. If you get a check for $400 at the end of the week mm-hmm. and you take that $400 and you spend $400, you have But if you take it, set it aside because you don't need that pair of shoes, you don't need that new outfit or whatever. I don't need the new Apple iWatch. You don't need this stuff. Invest it. Later on, when you want to retire, even she retired very early mm-hmm. because she invested it. Now, all the friends that went on all these vacations that mm-hmm. are still working, right? barely, I mean, they're covering bill to bill because they have this new Lexus in their driveway. My aunt's sitting in Florida right now living in a house playing golf every day. Right. She was taught, you know, this is what you can do. But then you have a choice. She wasn't taught that in school. No, they don't teach other schools. Teach school. they, they teach, they don't even teach home ec in school anymore. Remember home ec? You, you bake little dumb things on home uh, ec? Yeah. They don't even teach that. What they yeah. should be teaching, finance. Finance. They don't teach the fundamentals of what this, what your life is based off of because they don't, someone don't even know how to balance, don't even know what a balance checkbook is. I, I you know, was in the financial business for 24 years and I just refused to get into the little games that they would have where they maybe a school would bring in a stockbroker or a financial guy who would, and they'd have a, a con, short-term contest for three months, you know, on you know picking a stock portfolio. Well, the only way you could freaking win would be to to take the most risk, and that's not the right thing to teach. But nothing about the basics of 
you know, just if, if you buy this $250,000 home and the interest is 4% and you take 30 years to pay mm -hmm. it off, it's not a it's not a two hundred fifty thousand dollar or five hundred thousand <laughs> right. That that's the that kind of stuff. What the real cost of things uh, or budgeting even budgeting. You know, my mom taught me the budgeting, and it still works. It was old school. You know, oh, I don't budget anymore because I make more money than I have to worry about that. I don't pay my checkbook either, which I thought. I do, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> my wife does. I don't like. I, I'm like, I got money in there. I'm like, this was really expensive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. My mom did the envelope system, and you know, when I had bills, I you know, each check, a little would go in there, and then what happened is some bullshit happened to my vehicle, and I'd be like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? And here, you know, when I was giving her ninety dollars for the car payment. You know, and the car payment was only 87. She was swiping that three bucks, you know, and putting it in another little envelope. And all of a sudden, I had money for a car repair that I didn't know I had. You know, just little things like that. But that emergency that accounts, was, yeah, need to be taught. Like, Envelope maintenance accounts, because you know something's going to well, go I don't, I don't, I don't have. You know, I have, uh, I have a loan on my current vehicle, and that is it. I, I don't have any balance on any credit card. I did that mistake when I was young. I don't have that. If I don't have the money for it to, to, to pay cash for it, I, I, I just don't get it. It's just that. Well, here's my take on the credit cards because <laughs> I actually have a different one. And my aunt taught me this one. There's certain cards that give you cash back. Yeah. No, I'm not against that. So those are the cards that we use to buy a lot of stuff with. And then at the end of the month, we just pay them off. So yeah. we're not paying an interest. No. And, and I've been trying to find one for, for flying, for miles. And I thought I did, found one with Capital One, and as soon as they approved it and I went in to look, well, I, I don't want Aero Mexico, okay? That was the only potential one, like all these, like, I'm not going to use any of these fucked up airlines you have here. This is not the card for me, but yeah, I get, yeah, that's Just because there's duct tape on the wings doesn't make it a bad airplane. <laughs> look, Aero Mexico, our 50-year-old planes are new planes in Mexico. That's how that shit works. <laughs> I've flown that shit. But going going back a little bit though, uh, back to the back to the car. So my dad always seemed to be working on something. <laughs> it never got finished, but he's always working on something, you know, sanding something down, you know, old school cars, '57 Chevys. I bought. I was probably I don't know how I had. I had some little bank account, and I I bought a '57 Chevy that was sitting behind my grandmother's house, you know, at a neighbor's. And me and my dad were going to, that was going to be a project for us. But look, I sucked at cars. You know, I would go out and help my dad in the garage because I wanted to be with my dad. But I wanted to drive. I don't, I, even to this day, I don't know fucking dick about that shit. You know, I don't change the oil. I don't do anything. I'm like a chick when it comes to a car, okay? But anyways, so we took that car. We never did anything with it. Um, so I ended up selling it, taking the money, and I bought pigs and feed. I went to Genoa schools, and I was in FFA, and my uncle uh, had a farm not too far from us, and I would go out there, and I would scoop pig shit up and raise the pigs and took care of the pigs, and that's how I bought my car is I sold the pigs at the fair. Now, you know, one little highlight of that, knowing that, you know, I had a little bit of financial smarts is, that the champion, if you wanted to have a championship hog, it usually would have to be around 220, 225 pounds, because when you walk it around the ring and show it off, you didn't want any any flat, the hams, you didn't want that flapping around, right? That's how they, was part of their scoring. Well, I didn't give a shit about that. I fattened those fucking pigs up. My smallest pig was like 265, and my biggest one was 290, but, per pound, I only got a nickel less per pound than the championship hog when, when mine was sold. But and 80 more, more pounds! <laughs> I made a shitload more money. And uh, I had a 1974 Chevy Nova that my, my dad painted up for me. Some fucked up psychedelic color weird. Worked out for you though, didn't it? Six cylinder, yeah. For, it, it worked out for a minute. But that, that was, but yeah, I worked. I worked for it, you know. 
And I think they actually had even offered to give me to give me a vehicle, and and my dumbass being stubborn enough, now I could do it myself. <laughs> that would never happen with kids today. No, no, just give it to me. They just say no, wrong color. Yeah, yeah, but see, that was and, a, and that's what's, what's <laughs> what we're really trying to let people know. We are just normal, average, everyday guys. That what? didn't have anything half or handed to him. No, we didn't. But I don't, don't want to think of myself as average. I'm being nice. Uh, <laughs> you can play that role if you want. That's, I'm trying. That's, that's okay. I've been doing pretty good. I have a mom once, and I thought, hey, yeah, it's surprising. No, I mean, I I don't mean in a way that I think I'm better than other people, but you know, like I think we have something, and and it. We both did radio before. For oh, people yeah. don't know, we did radio, terrestrial radio. Mm-hmm. I was and, on a conservative uh, talk show, and yeah. you did that. I, and dude, I did a four-hour show in the morning. And so, talk about, you know, that was rough. It was it brutal for, for a while. And, but I loved it. I, I just loved having the outlet and the things, you know, the thing back at the time, it was, it was uh, when they, when it got wrote up in the, in the paper, it was, uh, Toledo's best, least listened to. I remember that. Show. That's right. Best, least <laughs> listened like, to. How is it we have no ratings, but everywhere I go, somebody's telling me what I said that fucking exactly. day. Exactly. How did we get screwed in that? Like, that was bullshit. But So you mean there was actually politics <laughs> involved back then? Yeah, wow. something like That's that. That's another shit. That, that is. But I, I love doing it, and I've, I've missed it. People have talked about to me about doing a podcast, and, mm-hmm. and that's why when, you know, well, I ran into you. Yeah, I mean, after all these years, and it's just yeah. like, boom, guess what? I know yeah. we can do this. And because I've been thinking about it, I'm really restricted on time. I know you're restricted on time. Oh, I've got but, no time for this. But it's just <laughs> something I'm like, yeah, it's got to be. But this, we just, this yeah, has you just make it happen. There, you just said it. You make it happen. It, it just is. Because how many, getting right back to it, mm-hmm. nobody's going to hand this. Nobody said, okay, I'm going to set this up, you go. It's, we had to get a producer, we had to get. You and I on the same page on a day and a time because we started with the days. Nope, I can't do this day because of this. You can't do this day because of that. Uh, the producer couldn't do this day because of this. Right. And all of a sudden, it just all came together. And I'm hoping we get our word yeah. out to people and just let, people, let, let them know. I, you know, it's it's the shows that I like. Were I'm hearing like, yeah, that's what I was thinking, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's what I think people, the people that are going. To join the show, subscribe to it, follow the show. That's what they're like. Yeah, that's what I think. That's See, those guys saying are saying what I've been what, what I've been thinking. That's it, 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 that's it. And it, it is and about we're not, we're not billionaires, but we we know a little bit something about being successful. You know, I now, mean that, that that too. Something else about me that I think is kind of funny that we're talking about because it's me. I do have I, I'm I'm sitting okay. You know, I've, mm-hmm. but no, again, I have worked many hours, many days. I've missed so many family occasions um, to work, to make sure the businesses were running properly. Uh, regrets, yes, you always have regrets in that, but you learn. There is a payoff sooner or later, and that's kind of where I'm getting to now, and I have two of my children working with me, which I'm going to tell you is, in my opinion, is awesome. I have my daughter. I have my son, they both love cooking. They're cooking in the kitchen with me in the restaurant. And it's kind of cool going to work with your kids and watch it. Sure. There's a part of me that wants to scream at them, <laughs> get up, don't do this. And then that's another part that's like, you know, she's doing a hell, hell of a job. My son needs a little bit more, uh, you know, molding, but he's trying. <laughs> but getting back to the whole financial. Yeah. Um, I had, not too long ago, quite a few cars. I love cars, but I have always been known to be the junk guy. I bought a $1,500 truck. Why? Because I liked that $1,500 truck, and it got me to where I wanted to go just as a Cadillac would. My van that I have, I mean, a big old white van, they make fun of me now. Why do I have it? It has everything I need inside. I can do anything. If something goes wrong at one of the places, I have a tool in there to fix it. Plus, it cost, I forget how much, it was cheap. But there's no payment on it, and it gets me where I gotta go. It's just because I think I shouldn't have to 
keep up with the Joneses. Now, understand I do have nice vehicles for the family and family drives and that, but for me personally, the rustier, the, the, the rattier, the better. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I love that. I know the producer well, will talk as, too as much, much as, as much as we are alike, and we, we do have a lot of similarities, you know, oh, yeah. uh, in the things that we like. So, like, I, I've always had to have a cool car. Always. Always. It is cool. It is Always. cool. When you got a rusted out frame, I'm just saying. I when you shut the door and it bounces back open and you got to shut it, that's cool. My first cool car was, that I had, and I had it in high school, was a 1968 Firebird Corvette, or Corvette, 1980 Corvette Yellow. You could see it before you saw it. That's how bright mm -hmm. it was. And then, uh, but it was funny. You think it was uh, later on. Uh, I lived in a trailer park in a double wide, and I had a Porsche 944. <laughs> See, now there, there, there's a joke I could go with that. I'm going to leave it alone. You know, you every one of to. us in our generation. You don't have to. My business is. But now, you know, I just had a new car last year, and I traded my new car in for another new car this year. Just what well, you just couldn't beat it, you know, just with. Right now, you we can. talked about the, the financing and. and what the value was on used cars and how it went through the roof. It's just ridiculous uh, how things were. And we talked a little bit about that. I had actually had a young guy that used to work for me who had a pickup truck that he was leasing and the dealer called him, gets him out of the lease and gives him a check for the grand. Well, you never have equity in a lease, ever. So there's some crazy shit going on. If you could take advantage of it, you should. Mm -hmm. um, I did that at the motorcycle. But, I always kind of, because I drove so much, I always kind of lived in my car like, I gotta have <laughs> I gotta have a nice car. Not that I I still would like to have you that $2,500 pickup truck. You and I are different on our businesses. businesses. You're media yeah. people. Yeah. Okay? yeah. I'm literally going from one building to another building. Right. And, and to be honest, if I was meeting with vendors or if I was meeting with uh, a lawyer or something right that way and at any time you could be taking a piece of equipment from one place to another yeah. you're right that, that, that's right. exactly yeah. what it's for yeah but it's I still love that junk I don't know I did something I'll never get out of my wife hates it oh my god she she hates it. that truck she absolutely hated that truck I had a uh, my wife hates the little bling I bought for the knobs. <laughs> I saw a little. You know, I looked so hard to find the most weirdest, wildest, dumbest looking stem caps for that that you have on. Just to comment on your thing and say, well, these uh, are cool, but I got oh, yeah, because I bought those cap like <laughs> caps. And I just ordered some caps for my motorcycle that'll have a. Uh, they'll be blue and have a little American flag on the top. Now see, that, that I agree with. <laughs> that, that one I'll go with. That, the bike thing, completely get. You know, and that's that's something else we do out here. We just did our first, and we're all over, but just did our first. And one thing I don't like, and I'm going to put it out there. Anytime I hear somebody say, this is our first annual bike run. It can't be an annual. You haven't had it yet. You got annual is a year. Wait till the year then. Then you can say your first annual. Well, we we had our first um, autistic bike run out of here this last month. And we had three weeks, two and a half, three weeks put together. So, you know, it's not put together very well. <laughs> we slapped it together. We didn't anticipate too many people. I think we had close to 300 wow. that came out to this. That's No Words Just Ride is what the name of it was. Getting back to what I was saying about uh, the No Words Just Ride for autism. Throwing it together in that short period of time really showed me something. How much people care. You know, right now we're in this, this day and age where everyone's hating everyone. Everyone hates what they, you offend me. But you know what, when, there, when there's actual people that you watch show up on such a limited amount of time to support one cause, that really filled my heart right there. Because they, they, they care. My, my son has uh, autism. He's high spectrum, doesn't talk. Coolest darn kid you've ever seen in your life. And he was here, obviously, for the, for the run. And the way he smiled and everybody interacting with him, um, he got to sit on people's bikes and stuff. It was. Just something for him. He's four years old and absolutely loved it. The point I was making about this is I'm getting tired of the, well, it's a me, me, me generation. It is 
when you look at the generation that they're talking about. Because unfortunately, most of the people that came to that run was our generation, our age, our age. Yeah. And there was a lot of them. Great people, of course. I didn't know any of them. But I met a lot of them that day and have friends now from them. It's, it's just something that I think is missing. There's just a little piece of that puzzle that keeps being taken out of it by media, if you really want to go there, that make it look like it's something that it's not. But when you put that puzzle back, like we did that day, and all these people showed up. We went to all these different bars, all these bike runs, and every single place we stopped. We had people, what are you guys doing it for? And of course, we'd tell them, you know, it's for an autism. Gentleman got up, walked over, and handed 50 bucks, said, hey, can you donate this? It's like, this guy doesn't even know what's going on. Right. He sees a bunch, remember, those bikers <laughs> were mean, rough, nasty guys. But it, it really made me think, this is what I want to get out to people, convey to people, and get them to understand that this world could be what you and I knew it was when we were younger. It's got to put that piece back in. And that's the part about building your character. Be strong in who you are first before you worry about talking to Well, the only else. thing we can control is ourselves. Mm -hmm. Just So I, I just work on being a better me. And, and, and for a long time, you know, I, I, I wasn't that good. <laughs> you know, I'm an alcoholic. I'm a re in, recovering alcoholic, been sober for over uh, 12 and a half years now. It'll be uh, 13 in January 18th, but uh, now too, I, I, you know, just experience mm -hmm. as for me, I found what purpose that I, I actually believe we all have the same purpose, that the purpose is to serve others, but our mission is what's different, how and how we do our purpose, how, mm -hmm. how do we serve others, but even when I was fucked up and an alcoholic, you know, my financial business was successful because I put my clients, you know, interests ahead of my own. I always did what was best for them, and, and, and it would suck sometimes when I would see other financial people making more money and doing shady shit, and I'm like, and I'm doing everything right, and I'm not making as much as they were, but... You know, I could sleep at night, too, and just the longevity. And then when dumb shit did happen, and I did do dumb shit, those people didn't leave me. They Trust stayed me. there. Like, Troy, we'd really like it if you weren't in the news and not do that dumb shit anymore. But, hey, you know, we love you, and you have never fucked us, and you take good care of our money, and, you know, it, it, that's, that's, what it, that's what it was. And now, in what I do now, same thing. You know, my, my thing is... If I help you get what you want, I'll get what I want. Mm -hmm. Just as a byproduct of it, just helping other people get what they want, and and, and really helping other people win. That's that's what it is. You know, I, it's not that I don't want to win, but, but I'm not of that belief, and I know you're not either. That there is that the that the pie is finite. No. That there's only so much out there, and that's the different groups of people you have. That, that, that some people just believe that in scarcity, that there's only so much. No, we can grow this shit. That's how it works. And there can be more. There's not just a certain pile of money. And if you take, if you take from this pile, well, then somebody else is not getting some. No, they can come and do the same damn thing. And and they don't have to have a degree to do it no. either, which is all book. That's That'll be a different that's show. Like gonna... The bill of goods we sold these kids, and now the, that generation you're talking about has, you know, a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand of debt hanging over their head, you know, and making fifty, sixty grand a year. Well, that doesn't, and, and getting a house, that math don't motherfucking work. No, it doesn't work, <laughs> especially when most kids leave high school college immediately or within the first year, because statistically, if they don't, they don't ever go to college. The issue is, do you know what you're going to do at 18, 19 years? Because I can tell you right now, I have no idea what I really wanted yeah. to do at 18, 19. I can tell you what I thought I was going to well, do, and it didn't work out. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. It's just, and then, like you said, you're spending $30,000, $40,000 a year to go to a college. Easy. You're going to put yourself in debt, financial loan, which I didn't, fortunately, I did not have to pay for uh, loans to go, but they add up very, very quickly. 
They don't go away, and it's one of the few things that you can't file bankruptcy on because it's protected under the government as a tax. Well, they're not stupid. No, no, they're not. <laughs> they're and always going to be able to get their money. They will. They will get it, and, it, and it's 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 a shame because you're not taught. By the way, make sure you know what you're doing because you're spending this much money. You're going to spend the next twenty years, just like doctors. I love it. Who's a doctor? He's rich. He probably has seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in student debt that has interest tacked onto it, it's going to take him 20 years to pay off, but you're worried about the fact he's driving a Ferrari? You know, right. it, 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 like it's payoff. Like, they're, they're payoff. They're, they're well into their 30s before, they're, before they have They have 11 years you of take school. The, when you take the number of hours that they work, because I had doctors as clients, when you take the number of hours that they worked, they're making McDonald's money. That's what they were making while they're taking care of your dumbass in the emergency room. There's no nine to five. That. But you know, so did I. So did you. you. Did you get this doing fucking forty hours? No, 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 dude. I people say I had people come into my life, and they came into my life at this point when I had all of this. They didn't see the 20 years I put into this. Yeah, I get to work 20 hours a week now, and that was a, a, you know when I was 24 years into my financial career, I was working 20 hours a week, but I could do that because I put in 24 fucking years building that shit up and almost failed. So this is one of my favorite stories to tell, true story about me and my father-in-law uh, who's who has passed. Uh, so respected him and you know where he came from and was a very successful in the insurance business financial business and one of the top people in the country and i was a few years into it and he sat my ex and i down and he said he looked at me and he said troy have you thought about doing something else because she was busting her ass working a couple of jobs and i'm trying to build this to make this work and i I knew what to do and I was good at it, but I didn't have anybody to do it for. And that ended up teaching, but I, but I really wanted to do it. And, you know, I, but I took his advice to heart. And, and I, you know, my ex and I, we had a conversation. We're going to give it another year. And in that year, things changed that turned things around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then the business built. But those, that was a good five, six years of struggle before the six figures started happening and you know building up and you know making half a million eight hundred thousand a year and doing that kind of stuff but i got there but some people they see this and oh he's worked 20 hours a week and like i'm doing this and no dude you, like i did 70 80 hours for weeks and weeks you know i i it was from seven to in the morning to nine at night every day that's Good, how like that worked I'm going to follow that up with a story because it's related to yeah. business. So I had a guy I went to school with. I like to consider him pretty educated. Um, good guy. But his philosophies really threw me. So he knows about me in restaurants. He um, tells me I'm a, basically I'm a corporate slick because <laughs> I have a business that I will pay my employees this much money for to perform there while I reap the benefits of all the extra money that comes back on me. He doesn't see the hours, the, the hard, the How about failures. you're taking all the motherfucking risk? Well, here's the best part. Here, <laughs> well, see, they don't think the risk. Here, he told me what I should be doing, because they do this in other countries, so, you know, it has to work, mm. is it should be a shared plan to where every employee gets <laughs> a percentage of the profits. <laughs> and, and his name's Todd. I said, Todd, let's say that I do this. Now, in restaurants, you have your good months, you have your bad months, your slow times, your busy months. <laughs> so how about those months when I'm using the savings to pay the bills because the restaurants aren't bringing in enough money to cover right. even the basic invoices? So then does the employees kick money back to the business to bring it in? No. There's a government set up that the government will subsidize you to be able to pay for your shortcomings. I said, so you're saying socialism. He says, well, yeah. I said, well, that's not socialism either. That's communism. Because yeah. you're going to, and he said, oh, no, no, no. But you need to have your employees make what you make. Now, I want to point at him, but there are so many times 
we, the, the owner, uh -huh. makes nothing. That's no joke. I mean, there's there's days where you have a slow day and you're looking and say, I spent 540 bucks to open up today. Should I go to my servers and say, tip me out? Hey, look, I would love to pay you. I lost money. Get you next time. Yeah, it doesn't work that but, way. You know, it's the but, risk. but here's the great thing. This is what I say to that punk little bitch. This is what I say to him. Like, you know what? This this country is so great, and the opportunity is so great here. If you think that that is the best way to operate a business, you can open up one. Mm -hmm. You can open up a restaurant and pay your people just like that. And if your way is so much better, there, it's going to catch on. This is the best, right? Because it would. That's how it would work. So as we're talking, good lord, and, and, and we've raised a stupid oh. fucking generation. And of course, his, his, it all goes to <clears throat> capitalism is wrong. Oh he doesn't God. believe the capital. And the lobbyists and the governments are what run this country. Um, the insurance and pharmaceuticals are the ones that are destroying this country. And I'm not going to necessarily disagree with them. But here is here's the fucking best part of this. Are you ready? Yes. He was talking to me because he was trying to sell me insurance. Now, you just told me what's destroying this country. You're trying to sell me. That's how you make your living. But I'm doing it wrong. That's what I'm like, really. I mean, think about what you just said and why you won't be taken serious. I always follow the 80-20 rule, 20-80 rule, however you want to do it. And it's true. And it doesn't matter what the business is. And 20% of the people make 80% of the money. 80% of the people make 20% of the money. It's just a fact. You go into a car dealer and they have 10 salesmen there. I guarantee that two of those salesmen are making 80% of the money. They're the two making six figures, and the other schmucks are making 50, 60 grand. Is that fair? No, they're just betting. That's just like, I did, you have a choice. I have worked for an hourly wage in my life, and that is the worst way to work in the world. I will never work that way again if I can keep myself from it, simply because you could pay, Larry could pay, you could pay me 50 bucks an hour. People say, that's a great wage, 50 bucks an hour. I'd love to make 50, I don't make 50 bucks an hour now. That'd be really awesome. The only way I could make more money is if I got more time, gave you more time. If there was even time you could give me. Maybe there's overtime, maybe there's not. But the only way for me to make more money that way is to give you more of my time. So you're, you're I, saying. I, 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 I hated it. I always wanted to make money based on what I did. And even in my financial business, I had how I structured it is I, I did give my uh, office employees a little piece of the pie. What I did is I gave them a percentage of the revenue, not the profit, mm -hmm. because I controlled the profit. I could show no fucking profit if I wanted, you know, I, because well, what do you have to do to show less profit? Buy a new fucking freezer. Yeah. And that's up to you when you do that. And that's going to affect, you know, how your taxes and what you do. Well, look, I, as an employee, you know what I want you to help me do? I want you to help me increase my sales, my revenue, what's coming in. And so you're not going to get 5 or 10%. You might only get 2%, but you're getting 2% of a bigger number. And it's a legit number. And you know I'm not fucking you. Because you can see the book in front of it's right in front of you that it's right there. But I gave my, I would pay it out on a quarterly basis that, you know, if if we had an increase in revenue, that they got a little bonus, you know, like, it. and I like that as an incentive other than just an hour. I'm not saying that can be done in every type of business that you can do that, but in ours you, 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 you give them, you know, yeah, in our business, give them a piece like the, to, to make things work to be because nobody gives a shit about your restaurant or your bar more than you do. No, they're not. Exactly. And I know that you have a one. Everybody has that one great employee that cares. Everybody does. They still don't care as much as you do because they're it's their they life ain't on the, isn't on the line. Yeah, they don't. They don't it. lose the house. Okay, if if shit goes belly up, you lose the house. They just go get another job. And cooks needed everywhere. And in our <laughs> restaurant, in restaurants, uh, most restaurants, how they incentivize people, as you're saying, like you were saying, right. revenue. Ours is by cost. You keep the food cost down. You keep the bar cost down. You keep the overtime down, the labor hours down. Then you can have bonuses. Unfortunately, you don't even have the employees to be able to do that anymore because no. it, it just doesn't happen. But there's still ways to help incentivize. 
give them incentive to want to perform, but you still have to have the customers coming in. You have to have yeah. the people to take care of them. Absolutely. And it, it, it's, it's, it's really a, a hard road to walk sometimes. But the days you walk in, well, I'll give you a prime example. Tuesdays is not normally a very busy day at the restaurant. Tuesdays is a medium day. Not yesterday, out of nowhere, we had a line out the restaurant. Wow. We had nice. three servers instead of five. We had two cooks. I went in to cook, so three, instead of four, or four, five, actually. So we're running with half the staff, and we just had twice the full, full, full capacity. Now, as way Murphy's Law works, let's say I schedule everybody next Tuesday. Well, probably a slower Tuesday than we have had a long time. There's no way to actually come up with a a prediction. You can't forecast anymore. You used to be able to forecast. Forecasting was easy. You've averaged this for the last six weeks. Well, there's your number. No, it doesn't work that way. It's so up and down and up and down. Yeah. Because people are so sporadic. Right. They don't. The habits. But again, who's the one that has the risk in that? It, it's all. It's, it's the you. owners of the it's business. It's you. And it's. Well, then we're out there. How dare you make a profit? Oh, I, I couldn't <laughs> believe that. That is insane. I am not an employment agency. I just tell people it is not my job to provide you a motherfucking job. No, cor <laughs> a corporate, a corporate slave owner. That's what it was. I'm a corporate, which I'm not corporate. So yeah, whatever. But you know, one thing that I kind of want to focus on too yeah. is when you're talking about your business. I know he's building his business. Everyone's building their business. They think themselves into. It. You know, I don't know how much you believe in it, but what you think does come into reality. I mean, you can think yourself. I'm all about the law of attraction, so we can yes, do that. It, it is. And I believe it's biblical, too. So if somebody doesn't think the law of attraction is biblical, it you're, absolutely just is. Dumb, you're just a dumbass. You wake up in a, in a bad mood, I promise you. You're going to have a shitty day all day. It's just yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Uh, if you can think things. That, everything, I sit back now, and I look at where I was and where I am. And I can, I can earmark where I thought I wanted to do this. And I, I was doing it without realizing it. Then I wanted to Radio's actually funny. All right, one last story, and then we'll wrap this first episode up. But this, since you brought that up, I, there's this one commercial that I hear over and over and over again on iHeartRadio, I think it is, just over. It's just, it, it drives me absolutely insane. It's a, a couple... They're, you know, they can't pay their bills, you know, they're late, they got rent due, they have all this, and if they only had a little bit more money, and her brother just got a loan from whatever this bullshit company is, yep. and it's super easy, and you're focused on more debt, you're, you can't pay your bills now. You're in debt, so you're, 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 you're debt. in maximum debt. Because you listen to this commercial, the, the couple they give the example of is in maximum debt based on their income. They, their, their credit cards are maxed out. There's no more money anywhere. They're maxed out. But you're going to go get a new line of credit. How the fuck are you going to pay that? How about why don't make more money? Well, geez, Troy, you know, that'd be easy. It's easy for you to say, you know what? I was fucking, I, I made five to 800000 a year in my best years at the end of my financial career, and then I did something stupid that had, was totally unrelated to the financial business, and I fucking lost it all. Everything. I lost a business that was worth a million four. I lost that income stream of five up to 800000 I even lost my damn fucking house. Everything. I went from making that income and having all the, you know, cool cars <laughs> and bikes to, to oh, pushing spend a, the money on the bikes. I'll give, I'll give thank you. you. To pushing a wheelbarrow for a friend because in his concrete business, he didn't have a fucking bobcat. He had me and a couple other dudes. We were the motherfucking bobcats, okay? Pushing a wheelbarrow for 15 bucks an hour under the table. That's what I, that's what I, where I was and where I fell to. It was lower than low. And, you know, I was probably depressed for a little while, but eventually I had to do something different. And I did. I found a little side thing that I was able to do that I actually believed in. And what I did, it, it was 200 bucks that I spent 
to get involved with Lavelle, the supplement company that do the Thrive, okay? That $200, Larry, I should have paid a bill that was late, because I was late on every bill. But if I have spent that $200 on that bill, I'd have still been fucking broke. And I couldn't promote a supplement that I wasn't taking, okay? So I, I spent the, what we did is we actually sold clothes. We'd get a pile of clothes, take a picture of it, put it on Facebook's marketplace, and we would sell a bag of kids' clothes or our clothes for 20 bucks, 30 bucks, and Kmart was still open. And we would meet at the, uh, uh, the Kmart on Alexis Road. We'd meet people and sell that bag of clothes. That's how we got the $200. And then put that $200 into the Thrive and then started that and talking to people about it. And because people believe me, I don't do shit that doesn't work. I built that reputation up. So when I started talking about doing this, people like, well, what's Troy doing? Well, I want to do that, you know, and that's how I did it. And I turned that $200 in that first two weeks, they had a couple bonuses you could get into over $1,200. And in the first month, over $2,000. Now I can pay some fucking bills. And now, for over six, I've been doing that, Lavelle, for, it'll be seven years, October 31st. I get an $800 car bonus that I earned four months in, and I've gotten that money every month since. That's what pays for that nice Cadillac. This little side thing I did, where I had to do something to make more money. Mm -hmm. if I, and, and start, well, where else can you start a business for 200 bucks? But it, it was something. But it was an addition to putting in 40 hours. I would get to work too. <laughs> yeah, pushing that motherfucking wheel, <laughs> shitty ass wheelbarrow. Yeah, but that drives me insane. Like, how about how about you figure out something to make more money? And maybe you do have to get a second job, but maybe you find a little side thing that that works for you. You know, there's good companies and bad companies. Find a good company. Find something you believe in. You know, you could share. But to get somewhere, you're going to have to do that. If you want to get si be successful financially, you're going to have to get outside that 40-hour window, and you're going to have to do it at night, in the morning, when other people are sleeping. You're going to have There's no other way to do it. No. Every successful person has done it and will tell you they did. So, man up, people. You know, we're, we're going to be talking about, you know, business issues, politics, other things. We just wanted a little bit of an introduction to ourselves and for you to get to know us a little bit and we'll see how it goes from there but uh, I enjoyed it. I did. It I thought it was fucking, just fucking awesome. It's right. almost like we've done this before. Maybe. <laughs> so man up with Larry Bird talking the outlaw apostle. Have a great week. Take care.